Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's Solomon Dehoud here, 4040 Vision Pod, back again. Uh, took the three-day weekend off for President's Day, so uh, very excited to be back with a new episode. Uh, we do these 4040 Vision episodes every Monday. We do 4040 Vision shorts. We try to do them on like Thursdays, so we hope you like those as well. Um, please subscribe podca- podcasts wherever you get at those at like uh, Overcast, Apple, Spotify, etc. Uh, I got my buddy Khaled Abdullah here. How's it going? It's going good, man. I can tell the cold's getting to you. Um, <laughs> uh, what I wanted to talk about is is the All Star Game. Um, you know, every year there's a different reaction depending on really how it plays out, right? Like if the dunk contest is good, the dunk contest is back. If the Elam ending works, wow, what an exciting format. Like that was really, really engaging. And it's so cool to see the players trying again. Uh, so su- surprise, surprise, mixed reactions to the weekend as a whole. The players feel less incentivized to do it again. The level of effort is looks as decreased as it's ever been. So what I want to do today is kind of walk through positives and negatives in general for, for All-Star Weekend and maybe conclude with some sort of proposition on how to fix it. I uh, wanted to ask you, did you watch All-Star Weekend? What did you think? I did. I actually watched every single event, so including the Celebrity Game on Friday night, the uh, Rising Stars game or games, because there was a few of those. Um, just about everything on Saturday, which is usually the highlight anyway, it's, you know, the dunk contest and the three pointer and all three point contest and all that. Um, I did watch most of the all-star game though. I was very disinterested by the end, uh, considering how much of a blowout it was, but, uh, the halftime show was great. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. But, uh, I, I, I enjoyed just about all of it. I'm, I know there were some mixed reviews, but, um, uh, yeah, the, I think what I enjoyed most was the dunk contest. This year was incredible. And I actually had a great time watching the celebrity game, which was uh, surprising to me. This is what makes All-Star Weekend really unique, right? You look at so many other sports across the world and how many of them have a bunch of celebrities playing the sport for fun, for charity or whatever the case may be. It's You don't see like, you know, uh, I don't know, Rafael Nadal running around playing soccer against Shah Rukh Khan, right? You don't see that. Maybe they should. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. We could see like, uh, I don't know, uh, Leo DiCaprio playing quarterback uh, at the Pro Bowl or something. They could do a flag. Somebody did actually. So Kenny King, a buddy of mine who um, has been on this podcast before, a great guy, great uh, content creator. Go check out his work at Kenny King Jr. on Twitter. Um, he proposed that the Pro Bowl, instead of doing flag football with all NFL players, they should do mixed games with celebrities to kind of mix things up and make it a little more exciting. So maybe one day we'll see that in the future. Yeah. I mean that sure for the NFL, we can throw that their way. Uh, understood that that is its own problem, right? Um, for, for the NBA, I mean, they've tried different things. I read Rohadnad Carney's piece in sports illustrated after the game. And he said, you know, he was just longing for the days where it was East versus West and you had like continuity be- between conferences and you had frenemies like, ooh, Westbrook and Durant on the same, are on the same team now after Durant left OKC. And you'd always have those like preview matchups of, uh, of guys that are going to see each other in the finals. But now they're all playing together and it's, it's a bit more chummy uh, th- than it was in, in years past. And I know that they've tried the ELM ending, which has been really exciting. And, and now they're doing the draft. And I think the draft has been a success. It's gotten better every year, right? Yeah, totally. And the the, the thing is with the draft and the All-Star game, it's kind of emblematic of, I think, most people's issues with the NBA these days, right? Is that the off-the-court stuff is far more interesting than, at least for most people, the on-the-court stuff, right? So the whole lead-up to the All-Star game is talking about, oh, who's going to get picked last? Or... You know, is Giannis going to pick, uh, or sorry, is LeBron going to pick Kyrie, or who's the, you know, is uh, Giannis going to pick his buddy uh, Drew Holiday, or whatever it was? It was not about the game whatsoever. It was all about the drama, and it's similar to the NBA in real life, where everyone's talking about who's going to get traded where, and who's going to be unhappy and ask for a trade here or there, and not as many people actually watch 
the regular season games. So it's like I said, emblematic of, of the entire NBA. Yeah, I, I agree. Soccer has this issue too, where like the transfer market is such a big deal, but they do get a lot more engagement to be fair that the problem with the NBA is the coverage itself is more about the gossip than, than the actual basketball sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the draft this year was really cool. I liked the whole playground thing. I didn't think it was as overproduced as some others thought. Like you need Ernie Johnson up there to kind of produce it and hold everything together. And it was the first time they did it, right? So it's going to take a little bit longer than it should have. But the reactions I thought were great. Jokic not knowing Lori Markenden was still up there and just walking away was was hilarious. Like they, they should bring, if they decide to keep doing this, they should absolutely keep doing it that way. Just make it a little shorter because it took like 20 minutes. But overall, just really like great television. The, the draft in general, I mean, I, I like the playground style they did where they did it uh, the day of, which was cool. But even before when it was just, you know, LeBron and KD uh, on a Zoom call, essentially with TNT, that was great content. You had like the, the whatever year it was that um, James Harden got traded, like two weeks later, KD's like, you know, cracking jokes about it uh, during the draft. So it makes for some like fun, gossipy content, but I do prefer the, uh, the in-person one that that was hilarious too. Like you said, Joe Jokic with with all that and just the drama. Not even really drama because it ultimately doesn't doesn't matter. But just getting to see who got picked last or who got picked first and all that. And we got to see LeBron fanboy over Kyrie, which is kind of embarrassing for him. But in general, it was it was a good time. <laughs> uh, before I, I comment on that, I'll never forget because uh, James Harden I think was traded that day or the day before for Ben Simmons. And KD and LeBron had like a, a game of chicken as to who was going to take James Harden. And he went last. I think Rudy Gobert went to Kevin Durant's team <laughs> in spite of James Harden. Yeah, KD was like, I'm going to take Rudy for rim protection or something <laughs> like that. And he kind of like laughed and like hit his face behind a, a, a clipboard or something. Yeah, so. one. Yeah, they were hiding their faces behind. Uh, it was great. Um, yeah incredible content but had no impact on what happened on the floor so. yeah so so let's go through all-star weekend I'm, I'm fine with like the celebrity game it's cool i'm sure it doesn't get a lot of view uh, ratings i'm not a, ra a ratings guy necessarily i don't look at that too closely although it does hold does hold some weight obviously um, I, I think that the rising stars is cool a cool concept you get to see how much the game has grown and you get to see um, talent from around the world with Italian. That's fine too. There's a lot of, a lot of young guys in there and that's exciting. I want to talk about the skills challenge. I have a problem with the skills challenge. Uh, used to see really interesting groups of guys, whether they were usually on the same team, but you'd see a good mix of guys in the skills challenge. The last couple of years, we've had the Antetokounmpo brothers as a trio and two of those guys don't really play that much versus, you know, the two time MVP NBA champion, there's Giannis, Thanasis, and I don't know the other guy's name. We'll call him Orgasmus. I don't know, uh, but but he's yeah, Costas. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so they're all they're playing, and I don't really associate skills with with uh, the other two brothers. They don't even play. So like, if this is a skills competition, like let's take this seriously. I'm gonna get on a, a soapbox for a second here and put in guys with actual skills. Let's see you know, a Kyrie Irving-esque with incredible handle. Let's see guys that could actually shoot a basketball from behind the three-point line 30, 35% and above. You know what I mean? Am I am I crazy here, or does this need some actual skills displayed? No, you're not crazy at all. And But am I crazy in remembering that this used to be an individual event? Yeah, it did. Because I feel like, yeah, okay, because that's, that's what I remember. I mean, it, it used to be some of the, the best players in the league there was a screenshot somebody posted the other day. It was uh, LeBron, Kobe, D. Rose, and one other, maybe Chris Paul. This was like obviously in the, the early 2000s when uh, LeBron was still on the Cavs and their, his first tenure with the Cavs. And it was those guys going up against each other in the skills challenge. Now, that's that's something I want to see. I don't, like just like you, I don't care about the Antetokounmpo brothers. It's a great story, all that. But they're one guy's in the G League. For Christ's sake, like we, 
I mean, we can talk about the G League and you know guys coming up from the G League to participate in All Star Weekend. You know, when we get to the dunk contest, but I the concept. I don't think it should be a team event. First of all, I shouldn't. I don't think it should be three on three or whatever. And I think, if possible, you want to try to get the best players possible. I don't. I don't care to see some of these rookies. I didn't care to see Walker Kessler and Jordan Clarkson out there too. I thought that was all kind of pointless. So I'm, I'm with you 100. percent Let's put a pin in this one. I don't really know where to go with it. It's fine. Maybe they should just do one on one if they decide to keep it. Or in my eventual long-term proposition of this all-star weekend thing maybe they keep it i don't know it's fine so let's move over to the three-point contest i don't actually have a lot of criticism for the three-point contest it's a good exhibition of stamina rhythm shooting some guys aren't great shooters enjoying it anyway but they've had some pretty damn good shooters in it we've seen the best shooters win it right i think that that's fine i think that that's been pretty justified dame lillard Buddy Heald is one of those guys that gets hot. You know, we've seen uh, in the past, like Larry Bird win it. You've seen shooters like uh, Craig Hodges. I think it's fine. I don't have a problem with with the three-point contest. Do you? I have one problem, and that's that that special, was it like a four-point ball or something? (laughs) The Sprite or the Mountain Dew line? Yeah, or whatever it is. I, I don't think that's necessary. Like, what's the point? But it, it's there's nothing wrong with the, the three point contest. I can't think of any way to improve it except for actually maybe getting better shooters. Like there's no reason Julius Randle, like all due respect to Julius Randle, he's shooting like thirty three percent from three. I know he was an injury uh, call up, but I looked. I was curious. I was like, let me see who the top ten you know shooters are in the NBA by three point percentage, and I think four of them were in the contest out of the top ten. There's guys like. Brogdon, who's in the top 10, uh, Watanabe from Brooklyn, who I guess doesn't shoot enough to qualify on the stats, but maybe just make sure that the best shooters are there because we don't want to see Julius Randle score 13 or Kevin Herter, I think, had eight. You know, maybe those just nerves for him, but I, I want to see the best shooters shoot. Evan Fournier had, did an amazing tweet where he said, they should have given my guy uh, Julius Randle more time so he could jab step first before taking the three. He would have made more of them. Yeah, but like him and Carmelo doing like the the New York jab step three times and then pulling up. Yeah, maybe that would have given him like three minutes. Yeah, so he could jab step each shot. What what I do really like about it is like really focusing on the guy's forms, and you can see how different it is. You know, I'm sure all the the shooting coaches try to tell you like you know there's a specific way to shoot, and you want to hold the ball and do the gooseneck and all that stuff. But some guys like. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, he has a really weird shooting motion, which is like completely unorthodox and he killed it in the first round. So I love that kind of stuff. And they get, especially when like the announcers like Kenny and, and Reggie get a little technical about it and talk about their shooting motion and all that. So I do really appreciate that part of it. It's great. Yeah. I and mean, you can kind of tell when a guy's really feeling it, you see the elbow lined up real straight with the rim. As soon as it leaves their hands, you're like, oh, that's another one. Bucket, bucket, bucket. Before I forget, and it like it, it oh, builds sorry, up to a crescendo, right? It like especially like if a guy is is on the bubble or he's catching up, and there's the anticipation of like, oh, is he gonna get you know, he's gonna get thirty, he's gonna get twenty seven, whatever it is. So yeah, I like that part a lot too. Agreed. Yeah, and we've seen plenty of those exciting finishes. Before I forget, Draymond Green was a tremendous addition to this, by the way. He's, I mean, we all know know he's got the biggest mouth in the league, so he has a future. He could probably coach if he wanted to, but I think it's a lot easier to be an announcer. And I think as soon like the day he retires, he's just gonna, you know, walk over to the announcer's booth and just put a suit on and, and do his thing. He's great. It's way easier to be Barkley than it is to be, you know, Kevin Harlan, probably. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just uh, give your opinion before we move on from the the, the three point contest. My brother and I, I've seen a lot of people talk about this, but they suggest that the three-point contest should be the main event of All-Star Weekend. So that should be the the capper at the end of the night on Saturday. What do you think? I think I understand that. Um, but I think that the dunk contest has been, you know, the premier main event for Saturday night. And I think everyone's just holding out hope that it's going to deliver. And that's why it's last. Because there is one thing about the three-point contest where, like you said, there's some guys that aren't great shooters. You're like, okay, let's move on. Let's get the next, let's get this guy's turnover with. He's only got four made shots and he's on like 
the base, the baseline, the left baseline or the right baseline. I've had enough of watching this guy shoot might be the only thing that could kind of slow things down in a main event where a really good dunk contest is like, Oh my God. And that's the last thing you remember. You're like, man, what a two, three fifth, like Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. We'll get to that in a second. But like that being the main event just has more punch. I think than a three point contest would. That's the only reason why. In my opinion. Oh, that's fair. I get it. I get it. It's it's always more exciting. I mean, a, a three is more of the typical play in the NBA these days, but a, a really crazy dunk is still the most exciting thing that you'll see on a court. Just that because anybody anybody can shoot a three, right? Anybody off the street, if they're if they work, you know, practice enough, they can hit threes at a decent clip. But you and me and ninety percent of America, no matter how hard we try, we'll never be able to dunk a basketball, much less you know jump you know fifty inches in the air. And, over our heads and or you know behind our heads and 360s and all that so yeah speaking of which so with the dunk contest let's move on to that three-point contest should stay let's make that clear it's great there's nothing too much wrong with it the dunk contest has been incredibly volatile right in terms of quality we've seen some pretty big dips and like there's here's the main problem the main problem is the stars aren't joining anymore there's some solid dunkers joining, like Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. They're not like the 10, 20 best players in the league, but they can really fly, all right? But there aren't guys like that, and the stars are not joining anymore. A G-leaguer won this year, okay? The guy played like has played two NBA games. No one knew who he was. And then the other three or four NBA players were very, in comparison, amateur uh, to say like there's a lot of in-game dunks uh, a lot of mistakes and this guy on the first try was complete dynamite uh, imagine if there was another I'm not, look I hate to do this to Mac McClung he was excellent but another star in there to really light it up like the crowd's reactions aren't there the announcers uh, energy's not there the the judges are overscoring to try and make it close even though the dunks aren't that great so I, a, a couple of thoughts here, right? So before you uh, proposed this topic, I was gonna th- I was gonna do a, a short on how social media and LeBron James have ruined the dunk contest as a premier <laughs> event. Okay, <laughs> just hear me out. Hear me out. I've I've had this conversation many times over the years. So it used to be the dunk contest was almost like a rite of passage if you're a star in this league. Okay, if you're a star that can dunk, you know, I don't want to see Dame Lillard and Steph Curry out there. But throughout the years, you look at the guys that have participated. Not all of them, obviously, are top-tier stars, but names like, obviously, Michael Jordan did it early in his career, Kobe, Paul George, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, etc. You know, there's so many names of guys that, you know, maybe not when they reach, like, their their peak in their, you know, mid to late 20s, they're still doing it. But it was almost like a rite of passage. And... We expected, I think a whole generation of NBA fans expected LeBron to do the dunk contest too. But for whatever reason, he decided that I'm just not going to do it. He's never done it. He's been in the league for 20 years. He's been the best player in the league for, I don't know, maybe 10 of those 20 years. He's been the biggest star in the league for maybe 15 of those years, and he's never done it. And I think part of that is... He doesn't want the potential ridicule if he doesn't win or if he doesn't perform well. And then to that same idea, social media in general has ruined it for these guys because you have a guy like John Morant who might be the best in-game dunker in the league and is a very recognizable name. He's legit, a legitimate superstar in the NBA, and he's not doing the dunk contest. Why not? Because is he scared of the ridicule that's going to come with it? Is he trying to be too cool because... He's following the example that LeBron set. I mean, I don't know. Am I am I blind with my LeBron hate? I know we just did a tribute to him breaking the the Kareem record, so I am fair and balanced. But <laughs> am I am I crazy here for saying that? This is a, re- a recurring question on this episode. Am I crazy here? Because it sounds pretty. Str- LeBron James should be have done the dunk contest by now. And I mean, there's at least one time. I don't know if he's done it more than once where he's grabbed a microphone at the dunk contest and said, I will be participating in next season's dunk contest, which adds to like the list of funny, his Twitter gag about how he's just a massive liar about certain things. Uh, this one being near the top of the list where he says he's going to do it. 
Um, and yeah, he's never, I don't think he's ever come out, right? And said why he hasn't done it. And it, I think Stephen A. Smith, after the, the dunk contest, blamed LeBron James uh, and his lack of effort for why that no one wants to be in the dunk contest anymore. Uh, yeah, so I'm not. I'm definitely not the only one, right? And we can say, oh, you know, it's not. It's not up to LeBron. It's not uh, whatever. Like these other guys can do whatever they want. The John Morants, the Zion's, the Giannis's, whatever. But I mean, if you're the face of the league and you're essentially saying I'm too good for this or I'm too cool for this, then other guys are going to follow your lead. So yeah, I think it's fair to lay the blame at his feet to some degree, of course. Why don't they bring back that one stupid one where they did like three guys on one team and they're all just dunking and it was like Harrison Barnes was out there doing in-game reverse dunks. They were sitting on the trunk of a Kia or something. I'm like, what is this bullshit? I think, uh, was it uh, uh, Blake Griffin that dunked over like a Kia Rio or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some kind of... <laughs> that's a star, right? That's like a big star that did it. Giannis has done it. Andre Iguodala, Anton Jameson, like a lot of high flyers have done it. Um, and put some serious, uh, you know, uh, swag on these dunks. And these, it's not just like a discredit to these guys, but when it feels like there's no more good ideas, you just need stars to bring it back to life. That's the end of the game. That's the name of the game, right? Stars. Exactly. But it, it also used to be, there used to be more theatrics, right? Do you remember that year where Dwight Howard put on the Superman cape and blew out the candle on the cupcake? <laughs> you know, at the top of the key. Yeah. And then I think uh, later in the in the round, uh, Nate Robinson came out with his green Knicks jersey and a green basketball symbolizing kryptonite. And I'm going to, you know, beat Superman with this kryptonite ball. Like there was theatrics. There was like a, some real thought that went into it. And it, it's, it didn't feel forced. And aside from this year, which I think the dunk contest was great, but in the past couple of years, it's all been theatrics. And it's all been super forced. And it just hasn't been that good. Yeah, and I think what it's going to take is stars. And the next part of this comment that I have kind of translates into the, the main event itself, the Sunday game. And Shea Gilders Alexander was asked after the game about effort. And he's like, put some money up. There needs to be more of a financial incentive for this to be worth it. So I couldn't think of a better solution for the dunk contest other than look, if you join this, we'll give you like $5 million. Like that's all I could think of as, as a reason to join. There isn't really any other benefit to doing it if you're a star and you're worried about getting uh, embarrassed is, well, you got like a healthy chunk of change. And if you win, you get like a winning bonus as well, like boxing or something. I'm, I'm totally down for that. But if you're making, I don't know, $30 million a year, SGA is making $34 million this year. How much money is it, does it, is it going to take for him to try hard? Like, I, I don't get that comment. What else are you supposed to give these guys? Like, PTO? What are you supposed to give them? Like, a ping pong table in the break room? I don't know. what. <laughs> I work in Silicon Valley. I don't really, like, if it's not money or an extra perk, uh, give, giving away a private jet, what are you supposed to do uh, for these guys to get them out there dunking a basketball on a Saturday night? I mean, I don't. I don't know how you fix the game itself, but I think the dunk contest, the idea is that it's not super established stars that are going to be doing this. And this is a way to improve your marketability, right? If you're John Morant, you're already a star, but you're like a second tier star, right? A lot of kids like you, but you're kind of a household name, but you're still on your first contract. So winning that dunk contest or even going out and showing out is a big deal for your brand, right? You think about Kobe and uh, Paul George, T-Mag, all these guys, they did it on their way up. And it was like, oh, here, let me build my brand by going in this dunk contest and potentially winning it. So I think guys of that ilk, like the first three, four years in the, in the league, those are the guys that you want to target. Like I get it, Zion's been hurt. But again, why isn't John Morant in there? Why isn't, I don't know, who are some of the other, uh, like, second tier stars why hasn't Giannis ever he's done, done it? it i think you he's know, done guys it. Like i think Giannis has done it but he might have been mixed in with that zach levine aaron gordon one he might have been dunking during that one i could be um it's very possible that i, I just remember seeing his arms <laughs> stretch back to half it. court yeah. and then dunk the ball i just remember him doing that <laughs> yeah he did the space jam yeah dunks from half court 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that one. I don't know. I can't think of anything besides throw money at it, throw money at a problem to, to make it to make it go away. Um, I mean, the dunk contest, sure. That, throw a couple mil up. That's what I'm talking about. Like, the dunk Joel. contest. I know Shay with Gildress Alexander was talking about the the game, but it's, I, the, I'm using that as a like let's pay these guys to want to do the dunk contest. And you know what's kind of crazy though is like to use Mac McClung as an example. Like he has less than one percent brand awareness as a player, right? Uh, John Morant is on the complete opposite spectrum. Like as a second pick, his brand awareness is through the roof from day one. The second he does one big in-game dunk, Bleacher Reports got fire emojis uh, rattling off on their Twitter account. Oh my God, poster. Uh, and then that's it. Like he doesn't want to do it anymore. That's the end of it. So, I mean, I think if you throw some money at him, he's making $12 million this year. Maybe he's, you know, he's, he sees some incentive in it. So, yeah, I think the money for the dunk contest, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. But the All-Star game, I, I don't know if that the money. You know, I wonder, though. I know that a lot of this is for charity. Most of All-Star weekend is done for charity. Um, and, 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 and NBA players in the CBA do get bonuses if they make, like, All-NBA or if they're named as an All-Star. I think you get some sort of bonus or kicker for doing that. So I wonder if there's any, uh, I don't know, contractual contradictions or conflicts for pay maybe they just have to change it in the next cba to pay a guy for uh, being invited to the dunk contest i don't know i'm down whatever <laughs> it, whatever it takes do to it get these guys do the deal <laughs> yeah do it i want to be able to every time i look at the dunk contest the last couple of years it's been who who is that and then you have to look him up like you shouldn't have to look up the, the participants in the dunk contest i play nba fantasy and i still don't know who jericho sims was <laughs> I'm with you. I think most of America is with you on that one. Uh, all right. Dunk contest forever a, a, a question mark uh, until further notice. So before I, I think about like the big picture thing, talking about the Sunday game, I know that it's very true in, 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 in the past. It was super competitive and it's diluted in quality every year. And then they're like, well, we need to do something about this. So they did the Elam ending thing and, I think the first year or two years they did it, it was really exciting and guys really went for it at the end. And then you watch this weekend and they didn't really give much of a shit about the game or the Elam ending or anything. It looked like a layup line more than it ever has. Um, so I'm thinking that this all-star game format doesn't work anymore. I think that it, they just have to change it completely. Mm -hmm. And here's where I'll... I'll propose one, and I'm, I'm gonna also going to shoot it down right after proposing it as to why it won't work. And that's one-on-one. -on -one. That would be unbelievable. I would pay for that. I would do like a pay-per-view for one-on-one -on -one if you have like KD against LeBron one-on-one. -on -one. You know what I mean? Like you could just bill any of these guys, John Morant against, I don't know, Shea Gilders. We've been talking about those two a lot. They're the future of the league. Anyway, like I would pay money for that. But here's why you will never see a one-on-one. -on -one is if a guy beats another guy, he'll just sit there and go, well, I'm better than him. Oh, he's better than me. He beat me. I just don't think that from – this is all about egos, to be honest. I just don't think anyone will will stomach that or want to have to deal with what happens if they lose to another guy one-on-one. -on -one. The same reason that guys are turning down the dunk contest is the same reason why we'll never see a one-on-one. -on -one. Like there's – these guys, even with their – like training clips, even with the, the clips of them working out on Instagram, those are like perfectly curated. They're playing against five, eight like trainers at 24 hour fitness or <laughs> LA fitness or whatever. They never miss a shot and everything just has to be again, perfectly curated. If you remember a couple of years ago, uh, Devin Booker being upset at people throwing doubles at him in a pickup game. So I can only imagine, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> ego driven of like, Hey, I just want to work on my game. Stop doubling me, making me look bad on this Instagram reel. So I can only imagine if, again, it's Jaw versus SGA or whatever, and somebody gets their ankles broken or gets dunked on, and it's just it's a meme. And so there, there's no way they'll do that. So yeah, I'm I'm with you in shutting it, uh, shooting it down as soon as we presented it. It'd be awesome, but yeah, it's not working. Very unfortunate. Rest in peace to the concept of one on one. Uh, next idea would be a three on three half court tournament. 
So 24 guys are selected for the All-Star break, if I'm not mistaken. It's 10, the 10 starters and then 14 total reserves. So you have eight teams, eight teams of three, and they figure out the logistics, play up to 11, play up to 21, knockout format, uh, do this, figure out a way to do the seating, randomize it, whatever the case may be. Uh, and you just got these eight teams of three in a tournament that'll take like, I don't know, three hours. I'm down. I like that. Um, the rising stars did something similar where they did. I mean, it was a full court game, but it was, uh, I believe three or four teams and they, they split them all up and they basically played like king of the court, uh, up to 21 or 24. So it was untimed just, you know, the shot clock, obviously. And it was great because you always get a game winner, just like the Elam ending. Um, so I'm, I'm down for three on three. I don't know if you've watched three on three at the, um, at the Olympics, it's a good time. It's it's fun. It's fast paced. It's exciting. It's different. Um, I think it would be cool. You get to maybe like we could still have a draft style, and you could see guys going for let me get three bigs or let me get three guards and just have style versus style. So I'm down for that innovation. I think people would go for that. And you could especially because we're not doing conferences anymore. It doesn't matter about the conferences. You could yeah. You you do the billing, and it's like Luca, Giannis, and Jason Tatum. Like who the hell wouldn't want to see that? against LeBron, Durant, and Curry. Like who this is this is exactly what basketball needs. It becomes about the basketball. It's a showcase to celebrate the NBA and that's fine. Uh, but you do this little extra thing and it just it gives people more of a reason to watch. Uh, and maybe the players will give a little bit more of a shit uh, if they're not playing five on five. I mean I think even this year it was the more about the lack of premier star power that was off the court. I think the, the past couple of years, because the, the Elam ending 2020 was, was the best it's ever been or the all-star game, at least in, in my memory, because I think that people were trying to honor Kobe and uh, it was just a, what a month after he passed. So it was very emotional. They were wearing 24 and the other team was wearing two. So it was like, we can't dishonor the memory of Kobe who was, you know, famously the hardest working guy in the league by and the most competitive guy in the league by not taking this seriously. And I think this year that kind of, you know, went away a little bit, but it was also the fact that LeBron didn't play the second half. Giannis played, you know, 30 seconds cause he's hurt. KD wasn't out there. Curry wasn't out there. So the four biggest names, the four best players in the league weren't out there. So you kind of had, again, these like second tier stars, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know, Damian Lillard. Sure. He's great, but none of these guys are that, elite echelon of star and i think that took away from the effort aspect of it because these guys at that point were just like oh like you know the cat's away the mice will play let's just do whatever we want yeah that's a good point about the lack of star power um but it is interesting that the basketball also for whatever reason still didn't turn out to be as thrilling as it could have been even if a few guys weren't there those are all amazing players uh, so that's what i think ends up being a little disappointing uh that's all I have on the on the, the that game itself. Do you have anything you want to add to that? No, I I think people maybe look for too much out of this game. Um, I don't agree with incentivizing it financially. Again, SGA and guys like that. You guys, just about everybody in that All Star game, with the exception of like I don't know, Laurie Marketing, is making twenty, thirty, forty million dollars a year. If you put like a million dollar prize up, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, there's no point. I'll try a little bit harder maybe, but I don't think it's going to change the effect of the game. And I think this particular one, it just happened to be a blowout early on. So by the time the Elam ending rolled around, it wasn't competitive anyway. So I think just keep sticking with the Elam ending and, and I think you'll be okay. Or maybe go, if you don't want to go as extreme as a three-on-three tournament, you could do, you know, three teams or four teams and just play, you know, king of the court or some kind of round robin style tournament with an untimed uh, game. So up to like twenty one or whatever. So I'm I'm down with that. Yeah, like if you want to save All Star Weekend and really bring eyeballs to it, because it's in the middle of the season, right? Like the Pro Bowl's at the end. It's kind of thrown in there, like, hey, there's only one more Sunday of football left. Watch this, right? And and if you want, and the big game is next week. This is like an opportunity for. Uh, to really showcase, like, here's what's so great about this sport. Here's all of the, like, what makes the NBA different than the NFL? Uh, the athletes are 
more marketable because they don't wear helmets. They have really cool shoes, popular shoes, which is a different economy in its own. Uh, but their personalities, all of that, like they're they're more popular than than football athletes. I know the size of a football roster is is is, is quite a bit more. But nonetheless, like it's kind of like soccer, right? Like soccer players are incredibly popular because you can see them and they have a, a swagger to them when you see them play. There's just so much opportunity to make this thing because no one else really does it this kind of way to make it more special than it is right now. I think all-star events in general are, are kind of a dying breed. I think uh, I sound like the old guy, but it's like there's so much, so many other options, so many other entertainment options, so many other things to do and consume and play and whatever. It's like if there's no nothing at stake, then what's the point? Sure, it's fun, but if anything cool happens, you know, if I'm if I'm thinking like if I put myself in the shoes of somebody that's 18, 19, 20 years old, it's like if something cool happens in this two or three hour all-star game, I'll see it on TikTok. I'll see it on Twitter. So why am I going to sit there and do it? I think even the NFL, they they tried to make it more relevant by having it before the Super Bowl. But I think it was better off after the Super Bowl being like a celebration of of the, the winners. Because if you remember, it, nowadays it's like, oh, you're going to the Super Bowl, you're Pat Mahomes, you're Joe Burrow, whatever, Jalen Hurts. You can't go to the Pro Bowl, so we're going to name an alternate. But it used to be, it's a week after the Super Bowl. It's in Hawaii. Bring your family. This is like a coronation for the winners. And I think with with the NBA, obviously, like you said, it's midseason, so you have more of an opportunity to market these guys. People know they're these dudes like down to the tattoos. That's how closely these people follow their their favorite players. So I think there's an opportunity here, but I don't think it's necessarily about fixing it. Maybe there's some ways to make it more competitive, but. I mean, I don't want to kind of sh- sh- shit on everything we talked about for the last hour, but like at this point, it kind of is what it is, right? It's a celebration of their athleticism. It's a celebration of their star power. And there, it's a chance for these guys to market themselves in new ways by winning the dunk contest or winning the slam dunk contest or something. But um, I think it's more of just like a celebration. Like, let's all just get together and watch these guys do really cool things that we can only dream of doing. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue into these big picture ideas I have. One of them I I do not favor at all, but I have it in there just as a like here here's what could happen to this thing, right? If you make the here's number one, and I don't like it, uh, you make the All Star Weekend at the end of the season, like kind of like the Pro Bowl. It feels less consequential, and I think that if you do it like that, there's further dilution. Uh, like the Pro Bowl, and there could be even more of a don't give a shit factor than there is right now. So I think moving it later, I don't think it does anything. Uh, Keeping it this time of year is fine. And I say all that to segue into the idea that I actually want. I went to business school. I like the idea of blowing things up and trying something else. So Here's what I think. You're going to disrupt it. Yes. You're, you to use a Silicon Valley word. You're going to disrupt disruption, the overused uh, All-Star weekend industry. <laughs> disruption. <laughs> Everything is disruption here. It's very overused. Um, look, if if money talking is what guys need, okay, scrap the entire All-Star weekend. Get Use this time that is moved aside for this little vacation and no one wants to dunk and no one wants to run and no one wants to shoot. Get it out of here and insert a two to three week midseason tournament. I know they've talked about this before. Here's where it should go. If anyone's ever wondered where it should go, do it here during the All-Star break. Take the top eight teams, regardless of conference. I know now like you get one seed versus eight and it's a complete mismatch. You just get the eight best teams and it's a World Cup knockout stage format. No groups. You just play every three days, and winner winner goes on, loser goes home. Just like a like a quarterfinal format, uh, and there's a huge financial incentive to do it. Uh, there's more incentive during the regular season to qualify the top four from each conference, and you get what is the golden goose of Europe, right? You get the Champions League quarterfinal in the middle of the NBA season. Who the hell wouldn't want to see that? That sounds fucking awesome, right? Are you ready to buy it now? Okay, I'm I'm totally ready to buy in with with the idea, but I also don't want to just nod along with you like we have for everything else. I think we've agreed just about on every other idea. But 
I want to ask, I mean, I think there's a number of logistical challenges that present themselves at this point. And aside from that, what, what is the reward for it? Is it just going to be a financial incentive? Is there, do you jump up in the standings? Is a, I don't I think Bill Simmons, when his idea was like, if you win one of these games, it counts as like, I don't know, a game and a half in the real standings. But what do you think? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure. I mean, if, if that becomes a bigger incentive and you want to avoid the play-in, given that the play-in stays with this inserted, I think that's fine. I don't think there's, as long as you can get the teams to agree, because everyone complains about the number of games played, and there are a few of those things that have to be sorted out. If you win another tournament that's not the NBA Finals, there should be some sort of financial incentive for sure. And I think every owner would say yes to that. The revenue would be incredible. The sponsorship dollars would be incredible. Uh, you would need a big sponsorship or TV deal to make this work. I would imagine there would be a nice bidding war of some kind for rights to this. It's. It, uh, I agree. There's a lot of things I don't have here that I haven't thought through uh, that need to be that need to be thought through by someone that in charge. Uh, but this is what this is what I want. I don't even. I'm blind to any other option. This midseason tournament should be here. Let, let me throw this idea at you. So instead of it being one tournament of the top eight, what if we do three tournaments with the top 10, bottom, middle, middle 10, and the bottom 10, kind of like the Champions League, Europa League, and then the I don't know, Europa Conference League, I think it's called. And then we have three tournaments. So I think my, one of my concerns would be you're rewarding a team. So say you're a team that's currently, I don't know, a seven or eight seed. You're like, hey, we get two weeks off. We get to relax and put our feet up and recuperate and recover from injury and then come back and you know finish strong for the rest of the year. So maybe that's one less challenge is if you have all 30 teams playing instead of only eight, but in three different tournaments. So it's, it's a little more exciting because you know if, if there's a talent level is a little closer, then you'll have closer games, more competitive games. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Um, that way, I, I did think about that, and I, I kind of looked at it as like, all the other garbage-ass teams can sit at home, the rest of you, the other 22, and go to hell. Uh, but I, I do see that maybe some some of the players, right, might be like, well, that guy got you know three weeks off. He didn't play at all. I, I could see that. Yeah, maybe you do like the 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 top eight or whatever it is and then you do another 10 12 uh and maybe that the two tournaments because i don't know if you need three what's the three supposed to be like the lottery teams play each other like i don't know if it should be like that but maybe you randomize based on ranking so i think what that does is it also it helps the owners right so i'm assuming you're going to take away i don't know 10 regular season games in order to fit this in. So yeah, you have to. And reg- yeah. And regular season games means, you know, five games of revenue for these owners. So if you're in the bottom 10 or bottom 16 or whatever, you're going to be, if you're an owner, you're not going to be okay with this because you're going to miss out on that revenue. So maybe that's why. That's really the only reason that you would have all 30 teams involved in some some way. You know, what do you think? Yeah, I think that works. I think that works. Maybe in the beginning... Uh, some of these teams get an extra game. Uh, but knockout format, I think, should be the way to go just to speed things up because you have so many teams competing. I don't think there's enough time for groups and to play every... Well, you know what? I'd, maybe we shouldn't rule that out because the World Cup, they play every few days and they seem to figure that out with, I don't know, 50 teams. It seems like the World Cup is really big now. Uh, so, yeah, let's do it. Three, two, three total tournaments the 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 main one is called the nba gauntlet i have a name for it now it's called the gauntlet you are throwing down the gauntlet and fighting to the death and then you have the nba like i don't know uh the 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 ball pit and then the other one is like the uh, daycare i don't know you figure make some figure something out uh but i think the all-star weekend thing uh it's cute but there's some more ways to make this really badass, and and uh, I don't want to elevate the appeal of the game. Ratings are down. Um, I feel like we love dynasties as a country. Like we we want that. We don't want too many new champions. We do love the idea of the same group competing or winning. It's why the Lakers and the Celtics and the Warriors and 
Miami and all these like dynasties that like we that drives ratings. In the event that that's not the case, you have to have this midseason tournament to make people continue to want to watch the game. I, I like I said, I, I I completely agree with you. I just didn't want to just nod along with you, <laughs> like every other idea we've had today. <laughs> um, yeah, there. Ha- I think part of that will also it it makes part of the regular season more exciting, gets more eyes, and it it makes the NBA a little bit more marketable. I think there's going to be a lot of logistical challenges and cultural challenges in in convincing the the casual NBA fan to tune in. Um, but I think a single elimination tournament or something, some, something along those lines is going to be the most exciting thing we've seen because I mean, as a, as a very, very casual college basketball fan, I couldn't even tell you who the best team in college basketball is. I'm still going to try and watch just about every single game of March Madness that I can, because it's an incredibly exciting product at the end of the day, no matter who's in it, you don't, I don't have no emotional attachments to any of these players, any of these schools, but I know some crazy stuff's going to happen. So I will watch it. So if you imagine that along with the emotional uh, attachment that you have to some teams or some players in the NBA, I think it's definitely an incredibly marketable and profitable idea. But I do think there's going to be a lot of pushback, both from the players, the owners, and then just the NBA culture in general of being resistant to new ideas. I, I think the key thing is here is just get over yourselves. If the 19-year-olds could do it that are – chemistry majors and they're just bricking shots for three hours get the pros up there give them the money they want get the sponsorship dollars and make it work this is going to be the best way to grow the game i think the all-star game is cute like i said uh, but because of the nba's similarity to the world game uh this is a, just a huge opportunity uh, i think that um you know the league could use some innovation it has that did you see Adam Silver take Ahmad Rashad and put him in Taylor Horton Tucker uh, in that demo. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, the the NBA app, which I was not all that impressed by. <laughs> I just I, I thought, thought that was... you weren't impressed. Oh, you because oh you I can't say really say why in particular due to your profession why you might see that to be not that cool. Uh, but that was pretty cool, man. Like it's a little corny, but the NBA just has a lot of room for these ideas. It's just funny that they they use resources and research and money to put you know to put this out there when their league pass app sucks and people are watching fewer regular season games than than even than ever before. So I don't know why is this a focus? <laughs> why is this something? I, I think it's like a passing fancy. You probably do it a couple times when you download the NBA app, and, and that's about it. I don't think it's going to be yeah, yeah. a regular. I, thing. I, I, I want to see my my stomach on Giannis's body run down the court and barrel through three guys and get an and one. That's really all I want. Yeah, and you'll send it to your your cousins or your buddies a couple times and show it to your wife. And, hey, check this out, baby, and then she'll look at you like you're crazy, and then that's it. That's <laughs> I think that's the lifespan of this particular gimmick. We'll never get enough satisfaction. No one cares about us. All right, um, fair enough. I think we fixed the All Star game by getting rid of it. Seems to be the conclusion here. Uh, and f- and making more money seems to be the best idea. <laughs> the dunk contest has not been solved because no one wants to do it. So we're just going to get rid of it all, uh, and everyone's going to play more meaningful basketball for more money uh, because that's that's what makes the most sense. Am I right? Yes, and I, you know you know how they're going to fix it. I think LeBron is going to do it next year. <laughs> no, in his not. his final season, maybe not next year or whatever. <laughs> whenever he decides to retire. I, I just have a feeling this the guy loves the spotlight and he loves all eyes on him. And I think whatever his his final year is, which he will definitely announce it beforehand because he wants to get the, the victory tour, the retirement tour, the Kobe retirement tour. Um, and I think that's when he'll do the dunk contest. And I think he'll lift the uh, stigma that some of these guys have around doing it. Am I crazy? <laughs> I'm asking what last time. <laughs> you're absolutely you're out of your mind. You're insane. I want to see, I don't care how old he is. I want to see 40 year old LeBron in the dunk contest for once, please. We <laughs> deserve what we, it. What we've been longing for a 40 year old man trying to jump further than he, <laughs> he can't jump the same way, but we want to see him do it so that some of these 21 year olds say, okay, fine, I'll do it. 
Yeah. If if LeBron's not cool enough for it, then uh, neither are you, SGA or uh, John Morant or Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Why wasn't Jason Tatum in this ever? Why wasn't Jalen Brown ever in the dunk contest? This is nonsense. Why wasn't Ben? Harrison why wasn't Barnes Ben was Simmons in it? in it? Yeah, Harrison Barnes. Okay, great. <laughs> the Black Falcon <laughs> was in it once upon a time. Last year we had Juan Toscano Anderson. I guarantee you, you walk into any building that's not Chase Center and you ask every single fan in the building, do you know who Juan Toscano Anderson is? And none of them will say yes. Maybe one or two <laughs> out of 20,000 people. And it's not their fault. And even even this year, I mean, Mac McClung, for, for people that are of the internet and on social media, they've been seeing this guy dunk since he was in high school because he's a viral viral sensation. But I couldn't tell you anything else about him. You know? So... I'm saying, LeBron, come do it, lift the stigma, and I think we'll be back on track. Yeah, well, you know, there should be a betting. There should be some odds opening up for that. There should be my uh, pl- plus three thousand on LeBron joining the dunk contest next season. DraftKings, here's a free DraftKings ad. Go there now to 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 bet your own hard earned dollars on. LeBron James, of all people, joining the dunk contest next season. Book it now. You won't be sorry. I'm just excited for the gauntlet to be a thing. I hope they that someone rips, sends this idea over to Adam Silver. You know he's delusional... cooking it up. I, I think he's talked about it. I think they're cooking it up. So we'll see it happen okay. one of these days, eventually. Good, 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 good. All right. Uh, more Enough meandering and self-admiration of, of, of this idea. Um, we appreciate you for listening. Khaled, thank you for joining. Uh, even though you're sick, I, I appreciate it. Uh, and we'll be back again soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody.